Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Alex. And if you're ready to unlock conversations where you can be wholeheartedly yourself, then come on in. Hey, good morning. Good morning. We're back. We're back. 2023. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, it feels like it's been ages since we've done this, actually. And I think the last one we posted was mid-December. So I guess it's been almost a month. Yeah, it does. It feels really long. And I think because you have so much going on during that time as well, it always feels like even longer, doesn't it? So it's good to be back. It is. It is. To get back into the groove. It's fun. Or not. Or not. Or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It could be terrible. Who knows? We'll see. (laughs) Um, Okay, cool. So I know we had a little chat before and we were talking about where we where this conversation might go and we have very little idea but our starting point was um how you are have decided to not jump straight back into work um this year so far so do you just want to share like where you're at with that um how you made that decision how it's going yes absolutely yeah so I am taking January completely off and that includes having finished my part-time job just before Christmas so I think the Friday before Christmas was my last day at my part-time job um for good it's done with thank you thank you congratulations (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah very relieved very relieved to be to for that to have finished but also to have I decided that I ended the I ended last year very very charged I was in I could feel that I was in like fight or flight basically continuously I was mm. running on the edge of my nervous system and not only was that incredibly stressful but it just created this complete detachment from from almost this complete detachment from reality for me like I didn't feel as though I was really in any of my activities any of my days I wasn't in conversations fully in the lead up towards Christmas I was um I I couldn't even think of like gifts for any of my loved ones which I'm I'm always a last minute sort of gift (laughs) giver or gift buyer but usually I have all of these ideas or I have things, you know, that sort of percolating throughout the year. But this year it was as though it wasn't happening. It was as though Christmas was not happening. And I it, I was think I was only focusing really on the end of my job and mm-hmm. just getting like scratching my way through to the end of the year. The any any kind of extra energy for other people, for gifts, for creativity was so far beyond my my means right then that it yeah. just it was just not enjoyable um so at the point at which I gave my notice in at my job uh I also started to think about what happens after that uh-huh. and as you know through our coaching session mm-hmm. as my partner knows through my stress every single day immediately I was jumping into a case but what am I doing after how am I going to make money after and then it was actually after our podcast episode where we spoke about money 
and I said about how I had this like surprising little batch of savings and I was like oh I have a little batch of savings I could actually take some time off here so which I've done so I have January allocated as a month to not even consider what I'm earning because the savings are there uh, on purpose or I wasn't purposefully doing it at the time but thankfully past me is taking care of current me and there's money available so I'm not thinking about money I'm not thinking about how I'm going to earn money in February yet um and I'm just trying to take a real break like Mm. settle my nervous system re-establish where I'm at where I'm going well I'm trying not even to think about that really but just to be in my days fully and enjoying the things that I'm doing. Um, And it is extremely confronting (laughs) in many, many ways. It's a, it's a, there's every single morning I get up and I'm like, I have the actual thought of what am I going to do today? Mm-hmm. Um, and all of these routines or all of these automatic tendencies that my body has has gotten itself into over the last 30 years or whatever of working well, I was not working when I was four years old have just become ingrained and every morning I'm like okay so what's the thing what's the thing what am I doing and it's like my body wants to put itself to work and I have to pull back and say, no, we're taking this time to to reset. And it's it's really difficult, actually. It's, it's harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, but we are only 12 days into January. Probably half of the, well, the first week was spent in my pajamas after New Year anyway. So, yeah, it's really only been a week. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, I think it's so interesting, actually, how what you're giving yourself right now is something that many of us say that we want, right? We want to wake up and just go, what do I want to do today, right? We see that as freedom. Mm. And yet, even though it's the thing that so many of us want, here you are having that experience and saying, this is actually really confronting. Yeah. So I just think that's really interesting how we can really want something. We can have an idea about how it's going to be. And then the reality of that is actually quite different. Um, How are you handling that right now? Are you handling that right now? (laughs) Um, At first, like, so when I I was sort of at the first, in the in-between period before Christmas and New Year, me and my partner, I know over New Year, me and my partner have a, a tradition of going away to like a cabin or something and just spending time um, reassessing the last year, looking forward to the next year and, you know, seeing where we're at both individually and as a couple, which, and that time I really, really cherish. It's, it's a really enjoyable time of of the year. Um, This year we, we just stayed at home because we've just moved to basically a cabin in the woods. So we thought we'll, we'll do it here. But it wasn't quite the same. I think it didn't mm. take us out of, of reality of normal life enough to do it quite that much. But in that time, I had all of these sort of um, 
ideas or hopes maybe of things that I'll do you know things creative ideas or um things that I'll try like there's a guitar here so I could try and learn guitar (laughs) I could um one of the my presents for Christmas was a jewelry making kit so you know I've got that available although I need to go and buy gas and admin chores which are a whole other story but um (laughs) yeah so there's this I had this sort of this list in my mind of everything that I could potentially spend my time doing Hmm. and what I found when I when I got to these days when I got to the time the the first days when Jason left for work and I was here in the house on my own was that it felt like I would be jumping back into something else. Like I would be jumping back into work, even though in theory it was, <coughs> excuse me, it was a an enjoyable activity, a creative and fun activity that the way I would be doing it would be to fill time of production. You know, mm-hmm. it, it felt as though it was an automatic response rather than a either an inspired activity or a, a true desire to to do those things and it's only I'm only now getting to the point sort of a a week seven days into doing this that I'm feeling sort of the nudges to want to do things um instead of what am I going to fill my time with how am I going to do this what am I going to what what's the thing that I should do today so it's really taken um it's taken active time to detach from almost trying to fill production, even creative production. And I don't, I didn't want to just jump from one to the other. Yeah. So easy to do. So easy to do. And then to kid yourself thinking that, yeah, I definitely did it. I took the break. Yeah. Um, what, what's really interesting to me here is it sounds like this is a real conscious thing for you this break is you're very aware of the fact that you needed this break of what this break can be and what it could be if you don't allow it to fully be what it can be (laughs) Mm. um and I think that's really interesting because thinking about taking breaks from our work in general I know that I've taken breaks long breaks particularly last year that actually were not conscious that were very unconscious and I think there's something in that perhaps of like maybe the break is it can only really give you fully what you need if you go into it with that conscious awareness and you do the things you question those like motivations to start the jewelry kit and that kind of thing Hmm. it's so interesting isn't it because you know, I was thinking about this episode and I was thinking about breaks and I kind of felt an edge of an edge of shame because mm. I was like, this was a break, although it is conscious and now this is a break that I needed rather than, you know, was choosing intentionally to take um, yeah. sort of for myself in the year pre-breakdown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as you know we're, we're struggling through it post breakdown um, and I was like you know so does it really 
is it a true conscious break if you mm. get to the point when you need it rather than you're you're putting it in place intentionally and I've kind of resolved that for myself by exactly what you're saying the fact that okay yes I, I did need the break it was it wasn't conscious in the lead up it was a, a sort of a physiological need and yet how I'm choosing to spend the time is conscious and yeah. does have healing in mind um and attention in mind mm. so I think there is it's it's there's a gray area there between how like at the point at which you realize at the point at which it becomes quite conscious mm. um but I think both both are important yeah sounds like you caught it as early in the process as you could and you saw it and were able to see like oh let's let's bring this consciousness in like even though I've been unconscious up to this point like now I see it now I'm gonna really be aware of how I spend my days and mm. I think that's that's beautiful because it, it feels like there's almost to me like many different flavors of taking a break from work right so there's on one side there's this really conscious like knowing you need it before it's like essential knowing you need it before you just can't do any more and like planning that in and having that be part of your self-care and part of your productivity almost like I know I need a break so that I can continue to operate at an effective level or there's this like we get to the point where we literally have to stop and we can't do anything else and so it kind of feels like an enforced break um and then we get to you know we choose how we then operate within that break um to me that feels like there's a third one because I spent almost like nine months I would say in some form of break last year and there were like many different experiences within that a third one I'm really seeing is the procrastination break um which yeah. I was in quite a lot last year so I think that's an interesting one because what it sounds like to me is because you've managed to see like oh this can be a conscious thing like you've managed to catch it there'll probably be like an awareness when it comes to its natural end point and it's time to get back in mm. and I think because I was unconscious in a lot of my break last year like I missed those points or I jumped back in too early or I didn't jump back in when it was time to and so it dragged out and out and I mean I didn't take I wasn't fully off like just for clarity I I just stopped marketing my business I just stopped doing Instagram and um, all the things I was doing I still coached my clients and did work behind the scenes but I turned off that external um, piece of my business so and, and that was taking up a lot of time so it felt like a big switch off and would you say that was conscious like turning off that side oh yeah that was definitely a conscious decision and I think the plan was at the time was like okay let me consciously switch off this this way I've been doing it which is burning me out which is not working and the plan was, well, I'm going to regroup, I'm going to go back to basics, and I'm going to find a way to run my business that isn't this. Um, 
And I thought that that might take eight weeks. And it's funny how we think we know how much time. <laughs> I can already tell. I'm like, oh yeah, January, and then it's it. We're halfway through already, and I'm like, well, I'm not sure it's going to take. <laughs> we'll <then>. see. <laughs> but yeah these time time limits on it yeah eight weeks maximum I thought two months that felt like such a long amount of time to regroup but but as you say like my nervous system was fried I was I was still working so I wasn't fully focused on it it wasn't you know something I could really give all my time to and it's only been this like last six weeks perhaps that I feel like clearer on the business model um, clearer on what that looks like in a way that's sustainable for me so it took it took so much longer but there definitely was a lot of procrastination within that as well like it wasn't just this wasn't just this like oh I knew that I couldn't do it like that any longer and then I took the time I needed it was like no I got really stuck in not knowing how to re- restart I guess I think that's that's so it's so understandable and it's one of the, the pitfalls with taking a break that I was thinking about because mm-hmm. you can lose your way yeah you take your break you can take a break and then forget where you were and lose your confidence yeah. lose the path yeah um, and that definitely happened with me as well like actually probably when I a year or so ago when I first started the the part-time job and let my business slide and it's only now that I'm thinking oh what was that piece of myself that I left back on the road all the way back there like can I go and get her and just try and pick her back up again because yeah you it's it's so easy to lose that direction yeah it really is and and this conversation is leading me to think about I've had this conversation with a client this week about like the magic of tapping into our past selves because a lot of the time I think there's so much focus on like your future self and like who you're becoming and what this wise older part of you can share with you about today but so much of the work I end up doing personally and professionally is like about the the magic we can learn from our past selves and like what they have to teach us and it came up because you know you said somehow my past self was looking after my present self and I it's very comforting for me to think like that it's really a comfort to know like our past selves could be looking out for our future selves our present day selves like and when I pull on that is so much nicer for me because when I think about future and this is I think why I got so stuck in the um in the break in the elongated unconscious procrastinating break is because it was it was all about the future it was this questioning of like what's it going to be like how am I going to do this what is this activity going to be and actually what's really been the shift for me is looking back and being like what has worked before what has not worked before and like learning in this very grounded way and I think it doesn't seem as exciting like it doesn't seem as um like tantalizing I guess 
it's aspirational but, isn't it? the the future self yeah yeah that's it exactly there's something exciting about that but but what it's giving me is like a groundedness and I I would always choose grounding over like aspiration feels a lot yeah. more tangible and real absolutely and that there's also something in the fact that like very often we judge our current selves so it's it's kind of like looking back at you know when you look at past photos of yourself and you're like whoa I judged myself so much then and look how I looked like I wasn't as big as I thought or I wasn't as small as I thought or I wasn't as whatever the the horrible voices in our minds say when we look back it was actually fine you know And we, you know, mentally we do that as well. We're constantly judging our current self, mm. constantly looking at the places where we may be lacking. And it's comforting to know that when we look back, we can say, oh, you you were all right. You, you kind of yeah. had it going on. Yeah. So, yeah, there's it's something we can learn about how we think about ourselves now. Mm, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think, um, do you think this taking a break is going to become like a regular, like annual? So, so you mentioned, you know, it was unconscious going into it this time. How does that shape how, you know, what are you learning about that past experience or how you'll do things in the future? I'm so intrigued by this because I think the idea of, pre-breakdown um breaks are very important and I feel as though throughout a lot of my um life up until this point I've ran myself to the ground you know and then picked myself back up again felt my way better uh reset and then ran the fuel way down to empty over and over again and I have previously not learned that that does not work, that it's not effective, (laughs) that it's not enjoyable. Um, Mm. And I really don't want that to be the way that I move forward. Uh, And I think really the only way to do that is by taking breaks, even when you feel good, maybe Mm. importantly, when you feel good, like the, I'm, I'm part of a membership at the moment and the, the people who run it they take two breaks in the year they take one in late winter so around about over mid January mid December to late January and then one in the height of summer as well in August and so that's a full I think maybe I don't think it's quite as much as eight weeks maybe it's like between four and six or something like that but a full four weeks at least off completely Mm -hmm. And that's that is very um, appealing to me. Yeah, I love that. What that sounds so good. It's something that you could happily employ, or do you think it would there'd be resistance each time? I'm not sure because this um that cycle you were describing just then of like going, you know burning out and then like picking yourself back up again and like with renewed energy and then cycling back through it was reminding me I I found recently this body typology 
stuff. And it turns out I'm this thyroid type body. And essentially, out of balance, that type does that on a daily basis, like uses sugar to bring themselves up and then crashes and then uses sugar, caffeine, cigarettes. I don't smoke anymore, but I used to smoke a lot. And I so see myself in it. And I haven't, so since Monday, I haven't had any caffeine and I've had only sugar in fruit. And that might seem like really easy to some people, but I'm someone who was having a teaspoon of honey in every hot drink that I was having. I'm having like five or six of those a day (laughs) and craving chocolate and, you know, other sugary things. So what I'm noticing is like life is just, I mean, I've had headaches and stuff as a result of the caffeine drop. But headaches are a nightmare. So frontal. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's horrible. But I have noticed like more of a steadiness through my day. And this is really interesting because it reminds me of the work I've done with my mind, right? My mind used to absolutely thrive on drama of the highs and the lows. And through meditation and spiritual practice, I've been able to create less um, identification with those highs and lows, right? I've been able to remain more steady through my mind's activity. And initially, that felt like boring right (laughs) like there was an initial like addiction to the highs and lows so I'm just wondering because I'm thinking like micro micro macro you know would I look if I look at it over a year like is there an enjoyment like is there a secret pleasure in for me in this burnout and renewal practice um so with that in mind, I think there probably would always be resistance, potentially, at least for a little while, because like, you know, for the first few months of doing the, well, maybe the first few years of doing the practices with the mind, there was resistance. This week, you know, there's headaches, there's like, oh, I just want to have a coffee or like, I just am craving whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I can recognize that actually it feels good to be more in balance like and release that addiction to those highs and lows and the drama and the excitement that comes with it because let's be honest right there is some there is something about it that we like I mean for me at least maybe not everyone but there's something that we like about it so I think asking myself questions like that it it feels like opens a whole can of worms <laughs> I know I I absolutely agree with you like there is there is something and there must be something in that cycle I, I must be getting something out of that cycle or I would not have been in it for yeah. so long so mm-hmm. I can accept that and <laughs> I also I, I'm also not necessarily um I don't think I need to so much go digging around in that can of worms worms examining every single worm and wondering who they are and why they're there um it's it's just a case of okay though that's a can of worms I see it um I'm not willing to engage with the can of worms anymore so let's assess a better way 
Um, and that to me feels as though, um, like it's, it's what I, it's the practice that I'm trying to employ now is that rather than assessing the can of worms, which I, is very tempting to, you know, just mm. dive straight into that. Instead, it's more about, um, what feels really, what feels really good about doing it a different way. Um, and how do I focus on that? instead of because even the even the assessment of the can of worms is like giving it credit you know it's giving it time attention and I I'm not so sure that I need that anymore so so yeah there's a I I think that it does bring up a lot and it is a little um unnerving to think like what am I getting out of this what am I getting out of this cycle but I don't think we necessarily need to mm. know exactly what yeah. we're getting out of it. If we can just provide another alternative and get something out of something better, mm. that would be more appealing to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so interesting, our different approaches, because um, I totally respect that. And yet, for me, I get so much out of understanding it like and and delving into it and like questioning because because as I've done that and like it has been challenging and also it's not for a time when you are burnt out right like that's just going to burn you out even more so I think it can only be done when you're sort of above your head's above water really but what I'm seeing is like okay like I was addicted to the high of the nicotine hit the high of the sugar, the highs of the mind, the high of the cycle in business, the feast to the famine, right? Like, like I was, you know, because all that stuff feels really good. Like the high of every cycle feels good. Yeah. And so it's been interesting to be like, well, maybe the goal should stop being to like feel really good because that has me chasing the high that has me chasing the sugar that has me you know and so like I think yeah I guess the goal becomes different doesn't it which I think is what you're saying like actually the goal becomes for me balance Mm. like what would feel balanced because when I ask myself what would feel good for someone with an addictive tendency (laughs) what would feel good is not always gonna be good so it's been interesting for me to see like and you know we know as coaches the questions you ask yourself are like so important I spent a long time in my business asking what would feel good what would feel good what would feel like it didn't lead to good things (laughs) because sometimes what felt good was really destructive so I'm changing that like what would feel like balance or it feel sustainable even what would feel boring because yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> things that seem boring to me tend to be good good things long term <laughs> yeah. yeah I completely I completely completely understand what you're saying and I I think um we're absolutely on the same page there uh there's no I think the my addiction is in the opposite so I'm addicted Mm. to the to those massive crashes oh interesting so yeah it's and there's um 
again we don't need to go into the can of worms but yeah so it's, <laughs> it's that that really gritty um angsty angsty <laughs> like, you know the um the real tortured artist kind of oh yeah like, that's the part that yeah. holds me in its grip um and so actually what feels good to me truly is the boring stuff um and is just the uh okay what feels what doesn't feel activating feels good to me right now or at least feels like um good to to be doing not necessarily like good oh it's so interesting isn't it how like because I could never imagine feeling like the other side of that coin. Like, I mean, I guess I must be addicted to both, right? Like we we both are because we're in the yeah. cycle, but it's like which part you put on a pedestal, like which part you value, which part you're seeking in that cycle. And it's just so fascinating to me how we can be in the similar cycle and have a totally like opposing experience within that like I'm trying to escape those parts and you're finding the value in them so yeah fascinating but I think this is the case isn't it of like it just shows that no matter what like it's not that one or the other of those things are the the valuable thing it's that the cycle itself is destructive so let's find that middle ground um so yeah it's it's interesting and and I'm having to with my business because I'm choosing this middle path of balance in my efforts in my business. I've had to look at it and go, I was wanting a lot from this business. I was wanting it to fulfill lots of different needs for me. And now I'm choosing this middle balanced path, boring path. I realized I need things outside of my business to fulfill these other needs. so it's been an interesting thing for me like I've always been someone who I've never expected a partner to fulfill every need I've always been able to see like my partner doesn't have to fulfill everything in me but yeah I was looking at my business in that way being like you have to be like my outlet for creative expression you have to be my financer you have to be the thing that I'm forever fascinated in um you have to be my soul mission you like there's so many things that I could list that I wanted from this business and part of this balancing act for me has been like to go what what one or two things are the purpose of this business in my life and let me find other ways to meet those other needs and that's been that's been really really helpful yes oh I love that that sounds so um it sounds so respectful like Mm. both of you and the business you know Mm -hmm. like don't don't fulfill everything that I need don't take everything for me either you know we can't we can't sustain that for each other yeah and that's the thing isn't it when I'm expecting the business to meet every need of mine there's an equal and opposite force of me giving everything to it like a toxic relationship so as I've pulled back some of my energy and some of my time and my heart and like 
me and like reclaim some of that for myself like there's had to be balance in the business and um it's been a really good question to ask like what's one or two things that this business provides for me in my life and what do I give in return and without going too far into it like the things I want from it are sustainability right like regular income that's somewhat predictable and so in seeing this like I want regularity and predictability from you business so let me meet you with regular regularity too right let me show up at the times I say I'm going to show up and work on you like I would work on um, a job that I was employed to do by someone else because I haven't always done that so it's been really like you know when I look at it that way this this nine months of like questioning and not knowing and stuff has really led to something like very grounded and clear which is it's nice to see and I actually haven't probably acknowledged that fully until right now so that's nice (laughs) that's really nice and I think that there's a risk isn't that there's a there has to be an in-between between um what we said about kind of that procrastination break and then almost um almost looking back with these rose tinted glasses and being like oh but I gained everything that I have now <laughs> from that time um yeah. and I think what you're talking about Lee like is kind of the solution to that you know the those regular maybe shorter maybe um time specified breaks regular regularly placed throughout the year throughout the week or throughout the day or however it makes sense for the individual um to just to take that time so it doesn't all end up stacking up together and if you go through a phase like both of us have have done over recent years where the time gets away from you and you get Mm -hmm. lost there's a reassurance that you will come back you will come back you will return with more wisdom with more confidence and with more grounding um as long as you kind of as long as you are uh willing to be conscious within that you know conscious in the stages yeah absolutely yeah so I guess in that way like it really doesn't matter, I guess, whether the break is conscious, unconscious, procrastinating, any other flavour of break. Um, because it's probably exactly what you need at the time, right? And it's probably going to give you the answers you need. Like I know people who have taken breaks from their business and been like, actually, I don't want to run a business anymore like and come to that realization and that's the right thing for them um and then equally there's people like you and I who there's still that there's still that spark of energy for it there like Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of continue continuous even if on the surface it's like I hate this I don't want to do this anymore (laughs) um I think there's you know is such a cliche but there's really something about trust in this for me like trusting the timing of things and trusting the timing of your life and you know last year when I was in these breaks I've you know there's been points where I really haven't known like 
what's happening or what's going to happen it's been really challenging but looking back in hindsight it's a wonderful thing isn't it like it's all been so necessary and you can always see that from the other side can't you yeah yeah there's I think there's I I really truly believe that we we aren't machines that are made for this constant cycle you know these yeah there are breaks that are necessary important like we cannot work our entire way through through a year and live for 20 days of holiday that we can just we we can rest in like that's I don't believe that that's the way that humans operate best um so I think we do need to structure in time I I know for me personally uh I it's not it's not healthy for me to to experience another um experience another nervous system breakdown as I did it towards the end of last year it's not good for me it's not good for any of the people around me so that indicates that I really need to change the way that I approach rest taking care of myself um and breaks throughout my throughout my year in a more conscious way um and at the same time you know if one of those structured breaks evolves into a longer break or evolves into something or um you know we could do a whole other podcast on changing Mm. your mind and all those kinds of things evolves into something different that's okay that's when trust is required yeah yeah beautiful I love that and I you know I think in this we we haven't even we haven't even spoken about permission but I think just through the conversation there's been this underlying thread of like of permission to take these breaks whether they're unconscious conscious whether they're pre-breakdown post-breakdown whether you just need some time to procrastinate because you're not ready to make decisions right now um it's all okay like it doesn't mean anything about you and I think that's one of the pitfalls I fell into last year of like making it mean something that it didn't mean yeah Um, so yeah full permission to just allow (laughs) these breaks to happen when they need to yeah and and daily then within that rest is what I'm experiencing now daily permission to take a nap or daily permission to um get out and uh, you know the other day I had a few like few chores to run you know things that I had to go out in the car to do um and there's this um like crystal shop 10 minutes down the road that I haven't been to yet and I drove to it but I, as I was going there, it was a new place that I hadn't driven yet. I didn't know where the car parks were. I didn't know how busy things were going to be. And I thought it was going to be a really nice way, nice thing for me to do in that mm. afternoon around those chores. But mm. as I was driving there, I felt my nervous system get activated mm. again, um, felt tense, um, agitated, um, really kind of questioning again like oh where should I go blah 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 and then I had to give myself permission to just drive past to just say that was a nice restful thing that you were Mm going to do um alongside all of these chores but it's not the right time 
you have to give yourself permission to just drive past and continue down the road to Dunelm to go <laughs> and buy whatever it was at by. Um, yeah. Yeah, that had to. So it's like micro permissions mm. as well. I love that. Yeah. And it it seems like there's something um, about activities that are nourishing once oh, I talk about it it's like above zero and below zero like for me the things that are good above zero like yoga going for a walk cooking a nourishing meal they are not good if I'm below zero like and I think when you're below zero you're like oh if I could just do some yoga I just get myself out for a walk I'll feel better it's like actually what are your below zero activities like for me, that is um, just laying quietly on my bed, giving, you know, like might not be able to even go for a walk. And I think that like that those two levels for me of questioning, like, am I below zero or above zero right now? And then like knowing what those activities are that will get me back above zero so I can go for a walk or do yoga or whatever. Um, it's been a really good thing to look at like sometimes maybe all I can do is sit quietly and like hold my own hand <laughs> like who knows what that yeah. might be yeah. like a glass you know absolutely or oh, there's this one particular show on Disney plus that I is it's just very good at calming me down because I mm. love um like crime shows but this yeah. one is not doesn't really have much like crime in it it's just <laughs> like a mystery that they have to solve in the day and it's one of those shows where there's a new mystery each episode oh, I and love I that it on and it just zones me out what is this called I feel like we need to know well this is the thing because it's also very interesting and I'm not sure how scientifically accurate it is but it's called perception oh and amazing the main like investigator guy in it who is the actor who played will in will and grace which i enjoy oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, he he's a schizophrenic but has like a but he's also a neuroscientist or a professor of um neuroscience or something and so they amazing. talk about the brain and they solve crimes it's basically my ideal show yeah that sounds like an absolute dream i used to love um I can't remember what it's actually called, but the main character was Jessica Fletcher. Is it called Murder She Wrote? <laughs> and oh, I still, yeah. you know, if one of those comes on, it's so just easy and gentle. So yeah, I love this. I love this. Yeah, we. I go to my dad's uh, once uh, every Monday or as many Mondays as as works, and. We were watching the Endeavor series, which is Morse, Inspector Morse, when he was younger. But we've mm-hmm. finished that now. So now we've gone back to the original Inspector Morses. And each <laughs> one of them's like three hours long. It comes <laughs> up on the t- on the widescreen TV in that tiny little box because it didn't fit. The cameras didn't film widescreen. Oh. And it's just it's just so soothing. I love it. Yeah. Oh, so good. Beautiful. Is there anything else that? you feel cool to share today no I don't think so I mean I could talk I could talk about crime shows for a long time but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave them in there <laughs> oh, all right well thank you so much and um yeah enjoy enjoy the rest of your days this week whatever you get up to <laughs> thank you my love thank you so much
Thank you.